0: Hey, it's Marthea Pitts, the MSW coach, and thank you for coming back for another episode of Macro Social Work Your Way. Be sure to connect with me on social media. I'm on Instagram at the underscore MSW coach, Facebook at the MSW coach, and on LinkedIn as Marthea Pitts, the MSW coach. This is going to be a great episode. Hey, it's Marthea, the MSW coach, and I am back with another episode of my podcast, Macro Social Work Your Way, and I'm also recording this episode for YouTube, right? So if you want to listen while you're out and about, do that. If you're entering case notes, you can listen on my podcast. If you want to watch me live (laughs) in full color, you can do that as well. For those who may not know, my podcast is Macro Social Work Your Way with Marcia Pitts. I'm on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, wherever your favorite podcast streaming platform is, you could probably find me there. So just search for me. I am on the YouTube's. <laughs> at the MSW coach so you can also find me there um if this is your first time ever coming across me on the interwebs welcome welcome to my part of the internet I just really quickly. Because I know new people are finding me every day. I am Arthea Pitts. I am a three-time award-winning workforce development career counselor and macro social worker. I am known on the social work internet streets as the MSW coach. Why? Because I help social workers apply, well, find, apply, and interview for macro social work jobs in three months or less. And it's all using a rinse and repeat framework and intensive career coaching um, strategies and techniques that I created out of my own transition from being a frontline case manager in the standard social service setting where I had over 120 plus cases to a a macro social worker. I have worked in many different macro social work positions. Just to name a few, I've worked as the director of a global learning pathway where I designed and created an education um, pathway for pregnant and parenting youth that is still implemented and in use today. I have worked as a researcher in the R1 University and training coordinator. I've served as teaching faculty at the same R1 University, and I've worked as a policy analyst. I now work with a national think tank where I do work around the country with mayors and um, their teams around creating economic um, equity opportunities through career pathway design for marginalized youth and young adults. So that is a little bit about me if you want to know more about me, connect with me on Instagram. I'm on Instagram at the underscore MSW coach. So let's get into it. The topic of today is like what is what is it really costing you to not solve like the problem of making the transition to macro work, right? So you want to go macro, but for whatever reason, you refuse to take the first step, right? I'm sure whatever the reason is, it is valid to you. So today I want to talk about three tangible and intangible things that is costing you by not making the pivot in your social work career. Some you may realize and others you may not. So let's jump right into it. The first, like thing that you're sacrificing every day is time by not making the pivot, right? You've been toying with the idea. You go back and forth with it, but for whatever reason, you have not like officially taken the first step to either find a macro job or maybe you have attempted to find a macro job and you're getting, Um, No response, you're getting crickets back to your resume, your application when you apply to jobs, or maybe you've gone on interviews and you can't, like you don't ever get a job offer, whatever the reason is, right? Whatever the thing is, it's costing you time by not solving the problem, right? You know, there's a problem, but for whatever reason, you still refuse to hire a career coach that someone who can guide you through that process process through tangible strategies, right? I sent out a recent email to those on my email list. If you're not on there, click the link down in the show notes, join join my free weekly um, newsletter because I send out macro career tips every week, sometimes multiple times a week. So I sent an email out the other day around um, three reasons why you need a career coach, right? because I got a question one time but from someone that was like, and she was honestly asking because she did not know, right? Um, I always love to quote a former workforce development colleague of mine, uh Bert Mitchell. Marthea, people don't know what they don't know, right? So I'm always coming from the standpoint of serving by educating other social workers about the career opportunities and macro social work. So anyway, the social worker found me. She was toying with the idea, not even toying, like she was minutes away from signing up for a um, certification program in HR. And and if you're not watching on YouTube, I did air quotes because what is a certification program in HR? It wasn't like it was the um, SHRM certification. It was just some, anyway, I'm not going to, I'm not going to go there. (laughs) <laughs> but it was a sort certif- it was some type of program where she got a certificate at the end right and so she was toying with the idea of enrolling into this certificate program to pivot out of social work because she was so burnt out from her case management job right and so um she came to my get to know you chat when I was offering them I no longer offer those but she came to my get to know you chat and was you know just saying like she was beyond burnout she was getting ready to enroll in in this program because she just needed to leave case management immediately but she needed a job of course we're all in this because we we need to work right um so she was telling I began to ask questions about the program to understand, like, her rationale for wanting to go into their certificate program, right? And I began my whole, like, spill about case management adjacent jobs. If if you never heard me go, you know, jump on my soapbox about that. I have a whole podcast episode about case management adjacent jobs and how social workers and their desperation, I'm going to use that word, to escape case management. They just, they only know how to find other jobs that are very similar to case management. And I consider HR to be one of those types of jobs, right? Unless you're coming from a very strategic angle with HR, You it's just like case management. You're dealing with people all day, you're listening to their most intimate details, you're having hard conversations with them, you're counseling them informally. It's it's hard, it's hard work, right? And you're you go from having maybe um 20 to 30 people on your caseload to hundreds of employees, right? That you are fielding their problems all day long. So, like if you're whoever is listening. I'm talking about this like i'm sure for a reason this is for you if you are trying to escape social work case management and you're thinking about applying to an hr job it's still case management okay so i'm done, I'm done with that but anyway so um she was going to take this course and it was all of the it was a, a couple of months i think and so But at the same time, she's asking me about my career accelerator, right? Um, And so it made me think about the fact like the cost of not solving the problem as far as time outweighs anything else, right? Because the minutes, the hours, the days, the weeks that she will spend in that certificate program it's costing her time. And it's not me wishing bad on anyone, it's just that the facts are the facts because I've had many um, social workers come through my program who left case management, went to HR and then realized HR was not what they thought it was at all and became burnt out faster in HR than they did in their case management job and then came and enrolled in my program, right? So it made me think about like the time that she's losing by not solving the problem, right? The problem of having someone on your team, a career coach. And, I, and I'm and i gonna say me, but I've I've made it public before. If it's not me, hire somebody, right? That specializes in the thing that you're interested in, your, in your career and get the play. <laughs> like you trying to piecemeal it all together and ask a thousand and one different questions in different groups that you're in and forums, it's costing you time, right? Because once you get all of that information, you now have to spend endless hours processing it and trying to create from your, the knowledge base that you have some type of tangible strategy, right? And so then once you create that strategy and then you're like moving into action, once you get there, and I'm just going to stick with the example of the HR job, you realize like, this is not what I thought it was going to be. I don't want to be here. Right? And so then you're starting all over again. And one thing I like to tell um, people super close to me is that time is irreplaceable. Every minute... Is a minute that you will never get back, right? So we have to start treating our time as valuable resources and stop giving them away without like rhyme or reason. And I'm talking to you, but I'm also talking to me. This is something that I've been working on very like, closely for the last five years of making certain that I'm spending every minute of my time in a way that is in alignment with where I want to be, be it in the present and in the future. So that's one, 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 one way that like one one thing that is costing you not to solve the problem so let's get into number 2 number 2 what is costing you by not solving the problem of hiring a career coach is holistic alignment i talk very openly um with people that follow my work around the fact that um When I first landed my, when I landed my first macro job, I was on a journey of moving from survival to thriving in my life, not, I'm not talking about in my career, (laughs) in my life, right? But my life was a direct result of my career because I was coming from working in a job that was paying me $37,100 a year where I could barely take care of myself. I couldn't even take care of myself. Let me me clear that up. So much so that I had to work two and three additional jobs, right? So when I made that pivot and more money started to come in from my macro jobs and I was earning the most that I had ever made in my career, my life, holistically, outside of work started to change right I love to tell um friends of mine and also career like career coaching clients of mine that when I left case management and got my first macro job it probably was around like my second one hmm it, it was my first one it was my first one I started prioritizing my health care a lot more I started going to my appointments more regularly. I started to go do all of the labs when the doctors would give them to me. I would um, stay stay on top of my like, um, you know, just all of the things that you needed to do right as a part of healthcare. And I quickly realized that I had more freedom and opportunity to do that for two very specific reasons. The first reason was I had more money. Right. I didn't dread when doctor's appointments came up and I didn't have money to pay to copay. When I worked as a case manager, I didn't have money for copay. So the appointments would come and I would have to cancel them. Also, too, the second reason was because my macro jobs now afforded me more autonomy in my work schedule. I didn't have to be at my job at 8 a.m. I could come. I can make my own schedule. Right. So it left me with more autonomy in making my schedule and being able to keep my appointments because even when I did have a copay, I couldn't go because I had to see all of the people on my caseload and my case management job, right? So I quickly realized that me not making the pivot sooner to macro work was costing me holistic alignment in my life right? Now I probably, now I go to all, I told my friend that a few months ago, I go to all my doctor's appointments. I go to all the dentist appointments. I go to everything. I'm there with bells on, right? Because I can move my schedule around like I want to. I have money for co Oh, you want me to go over there to do what? To get what drawn? Okay. Yeah, I'll go. Oh, that's 175 for, for the blood work. Oh, okay. I can do that. Before it was like, oh, I can't pay for that. And I would never get it done, right? So it's costing you more than just your paycheck, right? I feel like I should give another example, but I'm I'm gonna leave it there with that one because I, I know that reality is real for someone listening to this podcast episode, right? So another thing that is costing you and this piggyback off of what I just talked about is money. All right, a tangible thing It's costing you by you not hiring a career coach and making the pivot to macro work, or even just making the pivot to macro. Work, if you figure it out on your own, that's fine. It's costing you money. Several months ago, am I like, um, year-end review i did a extensive review of my posts that i've made on my instagram page again if you're not following my work there connect with me but i did i do a year in year-end review of like all of the content i put out of the year right to see what i put out what did i talk about what you know what engaged people like what was a hot topic And so I came across this post that I made earlier in 2022 around a college in a university in California that was under investigation for, what do they call it? Like The way they were targeting social work students from marginalized communities to come to their social work programs and charging them these extreme tuition rates. So there were people coming out of the program, a multitude of students. I remember reading several different articles, a multitude of students that came out of the university with $100,000 in student loan debt for an online MSW degree, right? And so when I looked at that, I was like, ooh. So now you have a $100,000 MSW degree, that you were um, you were coaxed into doing because they found out like it it was really predatory the practices this university was using right so now you have a hundred thousand dollar plus because I think it said one hundred and ten thousand a hundred thousand dollar plus master of social work degree what do you do with that when you're in the field right Keep in mind that there are social workers earning, and this is from what I've heard from social workers that engage with me, there are social workers earning like 20,000 on up, right? I think around like an average, I don't even want to put an average on it because I know it varies based on where you live, right? So, but as less as 20,000. So it's not even just the people that were targeted in this unethical like thing that this university did. And again, these people were targeted because they were trying to change the trajectory of their lives, right? A large percentage of social workers are career changers. What career changer means is that you may have a degree in another field or you maybe didn't have a degree at all before becoming a social worker, right? I was an adult student that returned to school and worked on getting my AA, my bachelor's, my master's, and now working on my PhD. So I would have been considered to be a career changer, right? So these people... including me, we go into our master's degree program with the hopes of changing the trajectory of our lives financially, right? Sometimes you got you go to spend money to make money. So I understand like taking on that loan of a hundred thousand, if I'm trying to change my life, I'll do anything. Right. So I am not judging anybody because I probably would have did the same thing if that was the only option available to me. Because I understand that when you are in the thick of things, you want to do anything to like if they are saying this is what you can do to get a degree and everyone around you is touting that all you need is a degree. You would take on one hundred thousand dollars student loan debt, too. But that is a whole nother conversation. So anyway, money It costs you more money. I heard someone say one time that, and I'm sure you as social workers know this, like it costs more money to be low income. It costs you more money. It costs you more time. It does. The constraints that are placed on people with not a lot of money is is unimaginable, right? You have to pay higher fees for things. You have to pay higher interest on stuff. You have to put down larger deposits. Like the demand is great. So I'm saying that to say like, you not making the pivot where you can start earning more in your social work career because of whatever reason you You think it's just not tangible now. It's costing you money. It's costing you money. It's costing you time. It's costing you holistic alignment in your life to move from survival to thriving, right? Another way it may cost you money is you're so burnt out from work that you now have to go on and pay and spend a lot of money to like balance it out on like self-care type things, right? Right? So you're being very reactive with the way that you're spending your money because your job is just, is taking you out. So I'm going to, I'm going to stop there, but I really wanted to talk about the cost of not solving the problem for whatever reason you may think like, Oh no, I, you know, it's fine. But every minute that you sit in a job that you don't like your satisfaction rates go down lower and lower. And satisfaction rates are already super low for social workers as a whole because they say they are not in jobs. They are in jobs that they don't like. So the cost of not solving the problem is not always tangible. It's not always just your salary. It can be intangible, right? Time, holistic alignment, and money. So I encourage you after listening to this podcast episode, think about like, what is it costing you to stay in your case management job that you don't like? Figure that out. What are the top three things that it's costing you to not solve the problem? And I am enjoying you all giving me feedback on these podcast episodes. Please let me know if you do the work and you figure out like what it's costing you to not solve the problem of making the pivot in your social work career, message me, let me know. Sometimes I'm a little delayed on seeing the um, messages on Instagram, just the way that Instagram shoots it to different boxes, but I'll eventually see (laughs) them. So this is Marthy of Hits the msw coach i encourage you click the link down in the show notes attend my next live workshop how to land a macro social work job using your msw degree and your case management experience let's maximize your return on investment on that degree your roi like that could also be another piece of homework for you figure out what is the current roi on your msw degree And calculate it not just based on the tangible salary paycheck. What else is it costing you? Is it costing you that on the weekends you don't have free time because you're on call? Is it costing you like you can't enjoy your holidays fully because you're anxious about, oh my gosh, is there going to be an emergency at the shelter that I have to go to in the middle of the night? And I'm using that example because that's something that happened to me when I worked in direct practice, right? Is it costing that you can't take trips on the weekend because you don't want to get too far from your work site in case they call you in? I was talking to a career coaching client of mine yesterday and she was mentioning that about like the freedom of being in a macro job that she has now is just wonderful. She was like, I, I don't have to worry about my phone ringing in the middle of the night because I need to code someone. And I'm not clinical, so I don't, I didn't, I don't know what that means. But yeah, think about that. Sit down. I challenge you today. Figure out the return on investment of your MSW degree. Are you really maximizing your ROI? And it can be for tangible and intangible things. And let me know what you calculate. And then from there, ask yourself, is it really worth me not solving the problem? Like, could I have more opportunities by solving this problem and making the pivot? So again, I know I said I was gonna stop a few minutes ago, but click the link down in the show notes, attend my live workshop. and And I wanna, I want to say that 2023 will be a year of new beginnings for you and for me, right? All right. So happy macro career planning. Have a wonderful day. Bye.